fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Is it really a Friday? Holy cow, the week has gone by so fast, but yet we are here. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. For many individuals, it's already here and done and over and making it happen. Hey, welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. All over the country, radio and TV and live streaming and podcasting. It's awesome to have you with us today as we do the thing the way we do every single day. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. We're going to have a fun show today, although I am a little concerned about some issues. We'll get to that in a second. Dr. Duke Pesta, he's an academic director of the Freedom Project Academy, also host of the Dr. Duke Show, a 10-year professor of English at the University of Wisconsin. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour Sports. Yeah, we'll get into sports a little bit on the show with Dr. Duke Pesta. Is wokeness ruining sports? But does it go deeper than just people, the fans, you and me, not tuning into the sports to listen to it because you're frustrated and you're done with the politics within the sports? Is there a deeper issue that's going on as well? We'll have fun talking about that here in just a little bit with Dr. Duke Pesta. We're live on all of our social media right now, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch.tv. We do have the links also on OurFreedomBook.com, also on Instagram and on TikTok. You can find us all at Hoosier Reason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason and the website at HoosierReason.com. I do have a question for you today, and happy Friday, by the way. I know that you are pretty excited. It was kind of a long week for some after coming off a holiday a few weeks ago, and for me, it flew right on by. I cannot believe that we're already up against another weekend that is going to go by way too fast as well. The days just seem to be flying right on by, and I don't understand why. I have a question for you. The Republican Party, the state of the Republican Party, where are we right now? And are we doing OK or do we have some serious issues to address? Obviously, we didn't get the results of the presidential election we wanted last year, although some try to contest that. I'm not going to say one way or the other. I would like to wait and see what the information has at the end of the day. I have my own personal beliefs, but it really doesn't matter right now. We have to come to the conclusion that our beliefs of that time and event are irrelevant. I know that's angering for some, but it's irrelevant on whether you think the election was stolen, whether it was legitimate. It's irrelevant right now. Right now, we have massive amounts of money going out of the federal government. We have Biden sitting at the G7 summit right now, which he's absolutely loving, which the G7, they're excited to have him there as well. As they say, after four years, this is uh, who was this? One of NATO's former head policy planning individuals. After four years of Trump, the Europeans have now gotten the U.S. leadership that they've always dreamed of. <laughs> meaning, meaning it, it's not about America first anymore. Meaning it's not about the United States of America and how well we're doing. It's about what everybody else wants the U.S. to be about. And they're loving the fact that Joe Biden's there because he's a puppet. He doesn't know how to delegate. He doesn't know how to be strong. He doesn't know how to actually uh, stand up for what he actually believes. He doesn't believe in any of that stuff. He's just a he, he cowers. He doesn't remember what he's talking about. And he really just gives everybody whatever that they want. So, of course, the Europeans love him because Donald Trump promoted Brexit. 
Donald Trump promoted the dividing of a centralized government over there. Of course they want a more centralized power. And Joe Biden gives that to them with financial aid to the G7 summit, with financial aid to the United Nations, with financial aid to the European Union, with financial aid to the centralized government powers at B that they want. Of course they like him there. After the four years of Trump, the Europeans have now gotten the U.S. leadership that they've always dreamed of. So while they're promoting this agenda, Republicans are back here. And I'm not saying that we're doing everything negative because we're not. We're doing some really, really awesome stuff. We have candidates all over the country right now jumping into races for the Senate and for Congress and for elected uh, for statewide seats and for county commissioners all over the country. People are pumped up. They're excited. They're ready to go. But there's a new poll out. Now, again, take polls with the grain of salt, as you will. According to the sun.com, that a third of Republican voters right now believe that Trump will be, quote unquote, reinstated as president by the end of this year. Now, this goes along with some of the I didn't even know it was still a thing, really, the QAnon conspiracies, where there's still the internal investigations going on from voter fraud and that they're going to find all of this and that the military is still in control and that Trump's going to be president reinstated by like August or September, at least by the end of the year, is now their deadline. I thought the Q stuff kind of went to the wayside after the whole January 6th thing. And then once uh, Biden got inaugurated, then they tried to push it back to March, where it's like the true constitutional day or something. And we haven't seen any of this. At what point? I mean, I entertain conspiracies. I love them. I love hearing about them. I love trying to understand them. I'm all about not that I necessarily believe all of them, but I entertain them as entertainment purposes only. And then I take and pick on what I want to to believe in and actually not believe in. But at some point, the Republican Party's got to step back for just a minute and say, you know, maybe this isn't helping our cause. Whether Let's just say, worst case or best case, worst case, however you want to look at it, the most extreme case possible, that does happen. Donald Trump gets, quote unquote, reinstated. That's never, ever, 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 ever happened in the United States history ever before. So if it does happen, we wouldn't know what to do. Let's be honest, shall we? Can we please just you and me? Just you and me. We'll be honest here. We wouldn't know what to do. The fact that a sitting president would be completely forcefully removed from office, we reinstate the old guy. The media, of course, would go on about it, saying that it was a tyrant taking over, that it was a coup taking uh, taking place right there, that it's not legitimate. We would be the most divided in a nation ever before. We wouldn't know who to take authority from. We wouldn't know whether the martial law stuff would be happening. I mean, I know this is a crazy, weird uh, theoretical situation now, but I want to go down this road because according to the poll, a third of Republicans believe that Trump would be reinstated by the end of the year. Now, he did, by the way, I do see an email. He he still has his daily. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Oh, here it is. The Save America Pact. He does have his from the statement from President Donald J. Trump where he sends out like his wannabe tweets, but through email, which are really entertaining. He sent one out today that I got that I thought was kind of fun. I turned down two book deals from the most unlikely of publishers and that I do not want to do such a deal right now. I'm writing like crazy anyways. However, and when the time comes, you'll see the book of all books. Actually, I've been working on much more important projects right now. So, of course, some are going to be like, hey, he's planning his, his, his comeback. He's doing his thing. Regardless of how you 
take this issue, and some may just laugh it off and be like, oh, this is ridiculous. We have to, a third of the Republican base that's supposed to be united going into the midterm elections of 2022, which I do completely 100% uh, 100 believe that we need to make sure that the electoral system is not flawed, that we clean up the messes from 2020, that we make sure that never happens again so we can have a legitimate election or else there's no point. Of course we need to clean that up. I 100% believe in that. Cleaning up voter roll systems, making sure the HR1 does not pass from the federal level to centralize all of it because then we don't know what the numbers look like. Making sure there are no issues with the Dominion voting system, whether you believe in that or not. Again, I knew that some fraud happened, whether it was enough to overturn the election or not. I don't know. I don't have enough information, so I'm not going to uh, delve in it and swirl in my mind and can be consumed by something like that because it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant now. And if it did happen, then things are going to fall into place the way they're supposed to. You don't want to consume yourself with things you can't really have much control over, can you? They say that in life, isn't it? Oh, it's well, someone's being bad and they're they're causing harm. You know what? Can you step away from that situation? Don't consume yourself with negativity and things that you have no control over because all it does is drive you mad and it doesn't help you in any way, shape, or form. But going into elections, even some off elections across the country this year, the midterm elections going in next year, if we're waiting and waiting and waiting for just the miraculous uh, re uh, reemergence of Donald Trump as president to solve all the issues, we're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to get anywhere. And I uh, support Trump. Support them all you want to. Support the base. Support the movement. Support the Make America Great Again movement. Support the populist conservative agenda that really shook up Washington, D.C. And whether you liked it or not, it really happened. And it happened, I think, in a good way from our political viewpoint. It happened. Support it. Support the movement moving forward. Advocate for Donald Trump to come back in 2024, whatever. And if it does miraculously crazy wild, never seen before happen in U.S. history something like this happen, then guess what? You could say, ha ha, I knew it and all is well. But to sit there and consume, be consumed by it, to hope that he's going to be reinstated, that does not help the movement, that does not help the party in any way, shape, or form. We have to be careful with that. Because what's happening right now, we have a major infrastructure package. We have COVID response. We had COVID lockdowns over the last year, which we're trying to come back. We have this ridiculous, forceful push to get the vaccine unnecessarily for many individuals. We have leaked emails about Dr. Fauci lying about half of what happened over the last year and what's really going on, which makes me really trust the vaccines even more, right? We have all this crazy stuff going on, and some are concerned that just Donald Trump's going to waltz right back into the White House and be president again when that's not a rational, reasonable position to take. And if it happens, then it's a mind-blowing, earth-shattering event that we've never seen before happen, and we can't expect or anticipate something like that to happen. So we got to be very careful. Uh, again, this is just me being concerned about the state of the Republican Party because right now we could be grassroots campaigning for conservative candidates. We could be deciding to run for office ourselves across the nation. We could be trying to bring awareness and expose the Democrat progressive agenda that harms humanity and that harms the nation and that harms your community and even harms you individually. We need to be fighting corporate tax rates that they're trying to raise, not just in the country, but international minimum corporate tax rates where they want every country to charge that much, so no matter where you go, corporation, you can't hide from us. We will find you, and we will tax you. That's what we should be worried about. $9 trillion in spending over the last year with Trump and with Biden. 
Biden really taking it to a whole nother level. That's what we need to concern, uh, be concerned about. We're going into appropriations budgetary committees right now in Washington, D.C., the beginning of summertime, where we're supposed to have 12 different appropriations bills for our budget that hasn't happened since like 2010. Because Barack Obama said, eh, don't worry about the process of the budget. We're just going to put it in one big lump sum omnibus bill and pass it and see what's in it. And we'll just spend more money than ever before. Those are major issues. Attacks on liberty, attacks on religion, attacks on freedom of speech, attack on you as an individual because you're not quote-unquote woke in the political sense, not in the spiritual sense, but in the political sense, that you're quote-unquote woke because you really recognize that your skin color makes you racist in some way, shape, or form. Those are issues we need to be concerned about. The other stuff we can speculate, we can think about, but for it to affect us on the daily level and not want to do anything because we're waiting for things to happen that have never happened in the history of this country. To me, that concerns me a little bit on are we prepared as a Republican Party to move forward to make sure to beat the progressive agenda in this nation? I don't want us go, I don't want to see us go the wrong direction and wait for something to happen and we could have done it ourselves. At the same time, the G7 summit with Joe Biden right now, he's loving it, just relishing in the fact that he's there with the G7 elites and they're talking about how to solve world problems with all these nations working together, aka the United States spending all this money on the international level to try and solve these issues, which you know is going to be like, you know, the hunger for the homeless, which is fine. That's great. But it's going to come out of your taxpayer money forcefully through government programs that are going to pocket, you know, line the pockets of like Hillary Clinton or something, because that's never (laughs) happened before. Right. It's going to be about climate change. It's going to be about some ridiculousness on ways to tax you and to regulate you. To me, that's way more of a concern than whether Donald Trump's going to do something never seen in history before. Not saying it couldn't happen or it wouldn't. I don't know because I don't have that information, but I'm not going to dwell or speculate on that in any way, shape, or form. Let's rally the base of the Republicans. Let's make conservatism a thing again in the country. What do you say? Let's do this. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss 
part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, did you know the most important news of the entire day? I know it's a Friday. People are kind of zoned out. I get it. It's later in the afternoon, evening, wherever you may be listening. Or maybe you download the podcast in the morning. I don't really know. But regardless, forget the Donald Trump thing. Forget the G7 summit. The most important thing we could possibly be concerned about right now. Did you know in the latest of what's trending today? What's trending today? So the big news of the day, which I don't know why anybody follows this stuff, but here it is. Kanye West has officially unfollowed his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, and her sisters on Twitter. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that is the breaking news of the day. I mean, you can't beat any breaking news like that. Kanye West has officially unfollowed people on Twitter, and he unfollowed Kim Kardashian, which everybody follows Kim Kardashian, right? Uh, along with uh, her sisters, all the Kardashians or the Jenners or whoever else, uh, unfollowed all of them on Twitter. Did you know just that jerk of a guy? I can't believe he unfollowed them on Twitter. That's like life, man. That's like walking away in life. Now, again, I, I wasn't aware that they were actually getting a divorce either. I got I knew that there was some spatting going on, but can we just be honest for a second? Kanye West, I don't know when the whole like crazy psychological part happened, but, I mean, I don't listen to his music. I don't know anything about his music. Apparently, everybody loved him. He's building this church or something. I saw him on the Joe Rogan podcast a while back, a few months back, six, eight months ago, whenever it was. But um, can we just say that that was... Not the best representation of a Trump supporter that we had that we had ever had. I mean, we had some really great people that were a representation of like, oh, this is a well-respected individual. They're kind of great people, and they support Trump. And hoorah! All right, you know what? Donald Trump's not that bad of a guy. But no, instead, we had everybody that was anti-Donald Trump for so long talking about how terrible he was. And then when they said, well, look who's supporting Trump, and then they show someone like Kanye West as the representation of the support that Donald J. Trump had, to me, you just cringe a little bit. And no, it's not because of his skin color. If you went that way, it's because you're a jerk and a racist. But it's really because he's he, he makes some really outlandish comments and does some really crazy stuff. Now, he's faithful. Good for him. He's, he's religious. That's cool. But um, he's had some breakdowns. And then everybody, well, the media loved it. They loved hyping him up to kind of be the big representation of what's, uh, what Trump supporters actually looked like for being crazy. Um, so there is that. But, the, I mean, the fact that now he's back in the news and that's how he has to get his news is because he unfollowed his ex-wife, on uh, Kim Kardashian, and her sisters on Twitter. Look, if you're going through a divorce, you probably unfollow on Twitter. Because remember, social media is life. And if you don't do it online, it, it, just like when you're in a relationship, if you don't put on social media that you're in a relationship, did it really happen? If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? If you don't post on social media that you're married or divorced on social media, does it really happen? These are the psychological questions of the day. So now you know. 
Kanye West did his <laughs> did his thing. Um, real quickly, before we get to our break, and we'll have some fun with Dr. Duke uh, Pesta. He'll be joining us about some wokeness in the sporting community. But Chuck Schumer has come out in the latest with the infrastructure bill, saying that he is willing to negotiate on the price and the details of the infrastructure package. They kind of realize that they haven't gotten anywhere with this thing because they really want to spend $2 trillion on just porculus and spend on environmentalism and make this a whole big environmental thing. And we'll, we'll just build battery charging stuff all over the highways and we'll just make all these electric cars and we'll just all this really cool stuff that's going to cost us money and not save the planet in any way, shape, or form. Well, they're finally coming back and saying, quote, I was told verbally uh, to look at this, but we continue to proceed on track and bipartisan track and, reconcil- and a reconciliation track, and both are moving forward. So I guess if we have to, we really want all our stuff, but since Joe Manchin and that jerk isn't really helping us out here getting our agenda across, I guess we have to cut. So bring us your details. What do you want? And we'll see if we can't work it in the bill. It's where the Democrats are right now, which Republicans, of course, are going to get all giddy like, oh, we get to put our stuff in there, too. And then it'll turn out to be a ridiculous bill. Uh, We'll talk some elected officials about that over the next week or two moving forward with this uh, discussion over the infrastructure package. Stay here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Friday radio and TV live streaming podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you so much. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Dr. Duke Pesta not able to join us right now. We'll try and get him on the show in just a little bit. Or we'll reschedule him for another day. Not to worry, my friends, because there's plenty to try and get to and talk about as we we talked about this a few days ago actually with the democrats really trying to hone in on joe biden to push him to really get things done like barack obama used to do like if you remember barack obama didn't take no for an answer let's go back just a few years the 2008 2012 2015 all the way up before donald trump came in which we've tried to block that part of our lives out for most of us i get it but let's go back to that for just a second on how things actually worked then Barack Obama would come out and say, "Ah, uh, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen and members of Congress, uh, this is what I want to do. And he would propose this bill, whatever it was, this idea, and Congress would work on it. 
Now, when Republicans blocked it and wouldn't allow it, then he would call them out for obstructing uh, democracy from happening. He would call them out for actually blocking bad stuff. He would call them out verbally and say, you guys are ruining this. You guys are making it. You guys are destroying the country unless we actually do this. So we need to do Fast and Furious. Now, when we would try and say, wait a second, hold on, you can't do it fast and furious. We don't want you to sign it really quickly. We want to go through the bill. We want to read the bill. We want to understand the bill. We want to debate the bill. We want to tweak the bill and modify the bill. We want to pass a good bill the best we can based on negotiation, based on compromise, based on working together to try and get you the best bill possible. And he didn't like that. Democrats didn't like that. So it was always Republicans' fault for obstructing. It was always Republicans' fault for blocking. It was always Republicans' fault for this. Now that they're in control again, they want to go back to that. And Joe Biden's not giving that opportunity. He's not signed. After his 50 executive orders, his hand's tired. He doesn't remember how to write his name any longer. He still has to wake up to watch the video to remember what (laughs) what he's actually doing every single day. So he's not quite at the same mental capacity that Barack Obama was at the time of his administration. So they're a little frustrated with Joe Biden right now. Joe Biden wants to do kind of things, but he also has been in office for since what, like 1977, 1976. He's been in there for a while and sent in the Senate. He understands the debate process and the, Dem- the extreme progressives, the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's, even the Barack Obama's, the Il- Ilhan Omar's, the Rashida Tlaib's. They don't like that. They want to do the fast and furious ram, ram, ram. Let's get it done. Even Nancy Pelosi realizes the opportunity here and is trying to ram through as much as possible. But Joe Biden's just not having it. So they're a little frustrated with him. And we talked about this a few days ago with Kamala Harris and whether she's prepared to take up the level. And just like some of the other Congress individuals have either get on board or get out of the way. And that was directed towards like Joe Manchin, who's a Democrat. But yet on some of the major issues, he hasn't quite gotten on board with the extreme socialist left wing progressive agenda. So either get on board or get out of our way, this will happen, and we will make sure of it, regardless of the outcome, regardless of the consequences, we're going to make sure this is actually done. Well, they're getting to that point with this infrastructure package as well, and we talked about it before the break with Chuck Schumer coming out saying, all right, I guess we'll just have to negotiate. Come out, I guess. Give me your plan. What do you got? Let's compromise. Let's work on this. Let's reconcile together here. They don't like it, but they're kind of stuck in that position. And while they're in that position, that quagmire of what's going to happen right now with the future of this country, with the future of this package, what's actually going to happen, Al Gore has made it his official appearance in the discussion. I know. I know. He's made his official discussion or his official appearance in the discussion because now we're talking this close. They're this close to getting the Green New Deal, to getting the environmentalist movement that they've always wanted since he came out with inconvenient facts or inconvenient truth. Inconvenient Facts was the Gregory Wrightstone book that came out to counter some of that inconvenient truth with Al Gore. He's finally getting his agenda. Now, others have run with the message for him. I haven't heard about Al Gore in a very long time. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has kind of run with the movement from now on. And she's kind of the one of like, oh, my gosh, we're all going to die in like 10 years so we can tell our grandkids about how terrible we were. (laughs) Because that makes all the sense in the world. But Al Gore has officially come out because this infrastructure package is nothing more than uh, fundamentally changing the country and rebuilding everything and repaving everything and doing automobiles and doing the entire industry of our livelihoods based on green new initiatives. 
Now, you know me and my initiatives and the lack of grants that I actually support because I don't think they should be done at the federal level. If a green new initiative is going to happen, like any other business, needs to be done at the private level until it's sustainable, it's efficient, and it's cost-effective. But they don't want that because, well, we need to force the market to go that way. So Al Gore has made a call to Joe Biden, and according to MSN.com, Gore called Biden to insist on the inclusion of climate policies after the encouragement of John Podesta, former chair of the Liberal Center of American Progress think tank, uh, and said in the brief call, who spoke on the condition of anonymity because they weren't authorized to discuss it. Gore also spoke with Biden uh, with Biden aides this week about climate and infrastructure. And according to a separate person who also spoke on the condition, of anonymity to reveal the private conversation. The White House official said the call between Gore and the staffers ended on a positive note. So Al Gore, I don't know why he needed to make the phone call, although I'm Al Gore. Please pay attention to me. It reminds me of that South Park episode, if you've ever seen it, of Excelsior, where no one cares or knows who he even is, but he's trying to fight Man Bear Pig. We're in that situation now where Gore needs to make a phone call to the president. Hey, hey, just to let you know. Really need you to put this climate change stuff in the infrastructure package. I know Republicans don't want it. I know Republicans don't like it, and they don't want it. And they're not going to. Well, you need to do it because we're all going to die in the next 10 years, and then we can tell our grandkids about how terrible we were uh, when it comes to the climate. Um, so Al Gore making his statement, but they're really putting the pressure on him. Now, the fact that Joe Biden, I don't know what Joe Biden's going to do. I really don't because he could really fall and cave to it, or the voice in his head could tell him to do it, or he could try and stand his ground. But we all see how well that actually works. What conservatives need to do, though, is kind of turn it, uh, turn it and actually fight and do things ourselves. As we talked about in the first segment uh, with the whole Donald Trump thing, let's not worry about Donald Trump. We have issues on our hands. We need to figure out ways that we can fight. And I've told you different ways that we can do that. You can follow us on our blog at HoosierReason.com and sign up for the newsletter because all of our blogs have this tidbits of information as well on what we can actually do, the activism you and I can do. We had on um, we had on um, Gabrielle yesterday with Act for America on how we act for the country. We don't pray. Oh, we do pray, but we don't think about it. We don't sit back and wait for it. We act upon it. We need to do that, and we're starting to. As Kansas attorney or attorney generals all over the country, including here in the state of Kansas where I'm in, but attorney generals all over the country trying to fight legally, challenging these laws coming out, taking them to the district courts or to the U.S. Supreme Court, trying to block them and say, uh-uh, we're going to be sanctuaries of the Second Amendment or we're going to be sanctuaries of freedom of speech. We're going to be sanctuaries to where you're not going to tell us to do our face masks. In a positive note today... We do have the Washington Times that came out and said that Texas is now going to be building its own border barriers. As the governor says, quote, we have to step up and do more. No longer are we going to wait for the squabbling Washington, D.C. bureaucrats to decide on what we're going to do with the border and whether we're going to build the wall, whether we're not going to build the wall. Are we going to enforce immigration law? Are we not going to enforce immigration law? Are we going to have these detention facilities that are 800 percent capacity? Are we not? What's going on here? We have Kamala Harris out there that's saying, well, we're going to turn people away at the border, but yet the signs at the border don't show that. And when you say, are you going to go down and look and see what's going on? I don't need to go down there. I'm not finished, Mm-mm, is her kind of attitude. So Governor Greg Abbott of Texas says, fine, we'll have to build our own border wall at the statewide level, which they have the legal rights to do. And I think we should be excited about it. We should be giddy about something like this because this is what needs to happen all over the country. 
If the federal government won't act upon constitutional law, then we will do it ourselves. We are sovereign states. We do have the right to make our own decisions outside of the few duties we give the federal government. And if they can't get their act together, then we'll figure it out ourselves. And that's really the mindset that conservatives need to have. Not to break the laws, not to cause anarchy, not to start some civil war garbage, but to fix the issues ourselves, to stand up and act upon it ourselves. Fine. You're not going to solve immigration issues. Guess what? We're going to build the wall at the statewide level. Oh, you're not going to enforce illegal immigration with catch and release? Fine. We're going to make sure that they can't get driver's license. We're going to make sure that they can't get social security numbers. We're going to go through our voter registration list. We're going to go through all to make sure that we isolate them as much as possible to make them stick out like sore thumbs and make it miserable to where they want to do the legal process. Because that's what we have to do as a survival of a nation. Oh, you want to raise taxes? Well, guess what? We're going to lower our taxes at the state level, which I <laughs> I know. I know that that's funny because it's not going to happen. I know that's unreasonable to think of. But fine. We're going to block maybe those federal tax laws. We're going to do what we can at the uh, statewide level. We're going to create incentives for businesses to want to come here to where you're going to have as little of a tax rate at the state level as possible so individuals can come, the uh, sales tax can go up because people actually want to spend their money, and that corporations want to make their headquarters in those states so that way there can be an incentive for them to be there and for the state as well to see the growth too because right now we're seeing New York and California, everybody's vacating. Everybody's wanting to leave. Anybody with a major business, anybody with a lot of money, they're vacating because they can't deal with this type of garbage. So you know what? Incentivize. Be like Ireland right now with the with the international corporate tax rate where they're like, we just need to do it at like 25% across the board. And Ireland's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep it at 13%. So if any business wants to come here, welcome aboard and welcome to Ireland because you can drink a pint with us and pay as little taxes if you actually have to. That's the mindset the conservatives need to have, and we can do it. We can do it through the elections. We can do it through becoming precinct individuals at the local level. We can do it through the statewide level to make sure we block and obstruct and cause as much havoc and as much headache for the federal government as possible. And Texas already on the way to do that. So hat tip to you guys down there in Texas. Got to take a break. One more segment here for a Friday on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have to apologize real quick. We're going to the end of the show. I can't believe it. Fastest hour of radio on radio. I need to apologize for just a second. I was planning. I was so ready. I was going to have a Voice of Reason product infomercial today. And it's not quite done. Not quite done. So we may have it Monday or Tuesday. Usually I like to hold them for Friday to kind of have fun to wrap up the week with it. But... Didn't quite get it wrapped up. It uh, needs some final touches, needs some more stuff into it. So we're going to have that probably Monday or Tuesday. Stay tuned in for that as we have the latest in Voice of Reason product lines. I think you'll enjoy this one. Uh, last year, we had a heck of a lot of uh, some good ones. I think a lot of people really enjoyed those. We've had a few good ones this year already. We'll have some more. Uh, we're going to try and pick up the pace and do one at least every couple of weeks because we just haven't had one in a while. So I think we need to. But the new Voice of Reason product coming out Monday or Tuesday being unveiled. So be prepared here on the show radio tv live streaming and podcasting real quickly we got just a few minutes before we wrap up the show yesterday we had some fun with ilhan omar as she of course attacked the u.s which i just don't quite understand as an elected official representing the country and you're calling the country a terrorist nation does that make you a terrorist not because you wear something on your head on your head because i don't really care about that but if you call the country a terrorist and yet you're a representative of the government that you're calling a terrorist then does that mean by default that you're actively participating in that terrorism that's the quandary of the day again another one if the tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it does it really make a sound um I guess scientists actually say no on that one, but we'll have to get to that to another time. But at the same concept, if you work for the government that you're calling a terrorist, are you a terrorist organization? Does that by default make you a terrorist as well? The quandary of the day. See, your brain's going to hurt by this weekend because you're going to be thinking about all these deep philosophical things we mentioned here on the program. Well, after her quote-unquote rebuttal or clarification that Democrats asked for, you know, we do live in a democracy. We live in this great nation. And you just need to accept it. So I'd really like to hear her her clarification on this. And Omar tweeted out, well, just to be clear, she made her clarification, apparently, because she said, we do live in a democracy and we live in a great justice system, which, as you know, is a complete lie. I mean, it's true, but it's a lie to her because she hates the judicial system because it's racist and it's bigoted and it's closed minded. And it just, you know, it gets all these minorities and it gets black. people. I mean, it, she goes down the whole litany list of why our judicial system is terrible and why she's always fought against it. So 
If that's the case, then she lies, and we know she lies because it was a made-up counter that was just trying to save face, and the Democrat, will they accept it? Well, according to Fox News, they already did, as Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has come out and said, quote, I think that her clarified, uh, I think that she clarified her remarks, her remarks and that we accept that. And she has a point that she wanted to make, and she has the right to make that point. There's some unease about how it was interpreted, but she made her clarification. So it's done to them. No repercussions, no punishment, no kicking off of committees, no kicking her out of Congress, no charging her for hate speech, no you know, investigation of treason for trying to call her own country a terrorist organization for the United States of America as an elected official. None of that. She made her clarification. She's allowed to say these things. Now, again, it's a different point if you're a private sector individual, a citizen, and a public sector representative. If you're a private citizen, you have the freedom of speech. You have the right to say whatever you want to say. You can, and it makes me sad. It tears me up. I don't like it. But if you call names of the country and you say it's a horrible place and you try to burn the flag or desecrate the flag, I cry. It breaks my heart because this is the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And you have the right to do that in this nation because of the freedoms that you have. But I don't like it. And you want to see my blood pressure. I don't get high blood pressure very often because I'm kind of an easygoing kind of guy. But you want to see my blood pressure go up. That's how you do it. Desecrate the flag in front of me and trash the country. I mean, we have our flaws. We have our problems. Don't get me wrong, but we're human. Every human does. We need to better ourselves and work on those things, but to call the names that they do, I I just, I can't do it. But there's a difference between private sector and the public sector, an elected official in our government system calling the United States a terrorist organization, then when she says, no, it was actually, that's a totally different thing, didn't mean it, and I actually like the judicial system, hint, hint, wink, wink. Nancy Pelosi, ah, she clarified her remarks, and she has the right to make those points. No, you you really don't. You don't have the right to make a comment like that, and you need to be punished, but that's not gonna happen with that Democrat run house at the federal level. That's why, again, conservatives need to stand up and make sure their voice is heard, and things are taken into account, she needs to be voted out of office, like ASAP, like a recall, like now. And we got to make that happen. That does it for us today. Podcast going up in just a bit. Back at it next week. We have some super awesome guests next week. Don't miss a tiny bit of it. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.